Hello, and welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about video games and the oppressive heat wave that's sweeping the Midwest. My name is Bob. And I'm Matt. And we're going to talk about video games. Uh, not before we discuss how I cannot think straight because my brain fluid is boiling off. Yeah, it's actually not just the Midwest. It's large parts of the East Coast as well. I know northern Vermont is like 90 right now. And Jeez. I don't think it's ever been 90 in northern Vermont. Yeah, that's rough. But um, I just feel stupid. That's all I want to get oh out my there. God. I mean, we are we are we have all the windows closed. We can't run the AC. Um, yeah. We can't run fans. Yeah, because we want to maintain the highest audio quality for you, our listener. Uh, and so... Our dedication to you means that I am just going to sweat profusely during this and might just pass out. Yeah, I'm really uncomfortable right now. I can't wait. <laughs> let's buckle in and talk about video games. Matt. All right. Um, let's start with the news hour. I think it's news time. Hour. All right. We got an hour of news coming right at you. This is my favorite consistent joke on this show. <laughs> the idea this is my hour. favorite part of the show. Um, I know, especially when I'm the news editor. I'm the news editor this week. Bob was busy um, not attending weddings, but babysitting. Uh, seeing a baby. Seeing about no, a baby. Nobody let me sit for him. <laughs> okay. That's probably uh, for the best if you were hallucinating in the heat. Um, yeah, he's working for his portraiture, so I did not sit for him. <laughs> uh, esoteric joke. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Let's though. Start with our the, new, news so I like to do one a week, but this one is actually kind of like late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Um, coming out of Japan, Sony is releasing... A Monster Hunter World PS4 Pro before the game's out. Yes. It's coming from coming from Kotaku. I kind of want this. Yeah. Uh, I, I am very intrigued by Monster Hunter World because I really enjoyed uh, Monster Hunter 4? Uh, the first one that came out on the 3DS. Uh, no, I guess the Hunter second one Gold that came out. Maybe Generations? I have no idea what it was called, but I liked it. I really enjoy Monster Hunter. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and I'd really like to play a big console version of it, because uh, I think that'd be pretty neat. I, I honestly want a Switch version, and the yeah. Switch version that currently exists is not coming to America for some reason. So, But that's not even Monster Hunter World. What is What is the conceit behind World as opposed to gold silver generations um i do know that so traditionally in monster hunter you are hunting monsters in large open arenas uh but those arenas are actually like a connected series of rooms that look like outdoor spaces okay. so you'll I like this. you'll be pursuing a monster and then it will run down like a canyon and you'll run into the canyon and there will be a quick load and then you'll like pop into the next area and the monster will be there as well. And the well, monster would so be there, not right? like resetting anything. No, no, no. You're pursuing it around the map. Um, but my understanding is that in Monster Hunter World, it is contiguous. Oh. Uh, which has the potential dope. to be very, very cool. Um, the video that they showed of this game, I said, that looks like Monster Hunter. And indeed it was. I don't think it's going to be significantly different from previous Monster Hunters, but I think it will be pretty and technically superior. Who who is the audience for the Monster Hunter games? This is something that's always all kind of, of Japan. Me. So all of Japan, every um, single Japanese person. But like, that's not good enough for me. I want to know. I want to know who the audience is outside of Japan. I mean, I there are a lot of things that that go big in Japan that don't yeah. necessarily transcend like translate to the West. So I'm curious, like. That's a good question. From, I, from a Western perspective, from a xenophobic Western perspective, okay, who is monster? Who's Monster Hunter for? I guess me. I don't know. 
animation priority nerds. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very much that Dark Souls kind of. It takes a long time to swing a sword, and whatever weapon you pick is very much going to determine how the game plays. Okay. Sort of thing. Uh, it has a lot in common with Dark Souls combat wise, but then the. I guess it's sort of like a puzzle game on some level. It does have that like observational element because the monsters themselves all have tricks and tells. They can do tricks. They can do tricks. So, well, some of them, you know, they're pretty good at like kickflips or <laughs> 900s or Christ airs and, and it makes that weird like noise. And I wish it had the some of the Tony Hawk 1 soundtrack oh if i could listen to superman Superman. i guess while you're hunting monsters there's nothing to stop you and these games do have a lot of grinding so pick up that ipod and oh great you know how much i take it to town yeah um i think it will be pretty good as long as capcom isn't rushing it out or anything like that because i did see that the release date for this is next january Mm. which is earlier than i would have expected but it's potentially a very good spot for that game well i I know i'm drawn to it because january is the cold barren winter yes and of chicago and if uh if we play this together it would be a lot of fun yeah it'd be a lot easier than trekking you know the mile and a half to your place exactly all right cool let's move on to actual tuesday um again these are all from kotaku so this headline literally is just destiny to the kotaku review <laughs> have I, you did you read this it's by kirk hamilton i did not at read kotaku it. do you know what the conceit is no um, first of all, it's like 8,000 words. Oh. And it is a fictional telling. It's a fictional story about a group of people who play Destiny 2 together. I enjoy that. It's an interesting conceit. That like, feels like early like, 2000s do, pitchfork. Yeah, like how, how do we like write a review of a thing that we've already written so much about and make it interesting? And so in this case, I think Kirk Hamilton decided that he would put on his fiction writing hat and write a story about a bunch of people who are playing destiny 2 did you like it no i think it's awful okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, i think but i think that this the problem is because like the same skills that make you a good game reviewer do not necessarily make you a like a, a narrative storyteller that's probably true i honestly the more i play destiny 2 spoiler alert for later in this episode the more i kind of wonder why anyone is real amped about destiny 2 so was this a positive review oh yeah i think that that he liked it he was just trying to get across i think like the the incredibly complicated way in which destiny 2 invades your life to a <laughs> i feel like maybe i am particularly resilient to like against it than, I, or I, resistant to it i should say i think that you probably are because it, it is not invading my life i have to like consciously say i am going to play the destiny now there are like people on Twitter who are actively just being like, I've finished the main campaign and the raid. Can someone recommend some Destiny 2 fan fiction to me? Like, I just want to live in this world even more. To me, those people, there is something wrong with those people. That world sucks. Everything that is happening in it is incomprehensible. Those people have no idea what stories are. Yeah. Well, that this is clear be based on Kirk's review. <laughs> Boom. That's a little mean. It is a little mean. We like Kirk mean. Hamilton. I think Kirk Hamilton is an is a, is a nice guy. I've never met him. But he Shreds seems that he seems like a nice guy, but man, this is like not a success. Okay. I I do um, not think that game is Not a that success. I think that like So he, maybe he perfectly got yeah, that game. This could be. Not that I think that we shouldn't that like game criticism shouldn't come in many different forms and get as experimental as it needs to. I just think that um you know, if you're going to write 8,000 words of narrative, it's got to be good narrative. You hope so. You that's hope longer so. than, that's like most short story, like most, most like uh, 
academic journals cut their short stories at 5,000. So, <laughs> that, yeah, that's a little aggressive. Long form. All right. Uh, another one from Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> this is, I wanted to bring this up. Let's just, let's be very brief. But um, the headline is, what is mother, exclamation point, A terrible about? movie. What, what is it about? It's, it's about oh. bullshit. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. No, I know. Don't see I mother. Know. Do not answer don't that question. Mother. I hate that. I hate that movie. Yeah, fuck that movie. Fuck PewDiePie. Um, Wednesday. Yes. Hackers say Nintendo Switch contains a game that unlocks on the date of Satoru Iwata. Iwata. Iwata's death. This is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, do we want to just like quickly recount this? Yeah, do you want to recount it? Sure. Uh, so people have dug into the Switch's source code, and they found an NES emulator. But before that, even it was just some some woman just like her Switch just like suddenly started playing NES Golf. Oh, was that it? Yeah, and it wasn't. No one knew what was going on until then. Some people got down into the code. And oh found wow, this. I didn't hear that. But some woman found it accidentally. Okay, so I have no idea how you're supposed to access it because my understanding is you cannot access it through uh the system at this point you can't access it so it involves the system clock uh-huh. um so okay i guess we should back up yes nes golf uh the game just called golf on the nintendo entertainment system in the 80s this game is apparently on every single nintendo switch buried deep in the firmware along with an nes emulator strangely this game has been modified to use motion controls uh, which is very interesting because there has never been a version of this game that has been modified to use motion controls before. So someone, I didn't even realize that they'd been modified to use yes. motion controls. That's pretty dope. It's super weird. But supposedly, as far as anybody can figure it out, the game is only meant to open on the date of Iwata's death. Or birthday. This is the date of his death, which wow. I think is July 11th. Yes. And... In order to do so, you need to like make a very particular hand gesture. So every using the Joy-Con, when he would end his videos, he would do this like videos. up and yeah. down vertical hand motion. Like imagine you're like leading planes on a runway. Yep. Yeah. And he would do this, and apparently, if on the date of his birth, or I'm sorry, on the date of his death, you make this motion, this game will reveal itself to you, and you will be able to play this weird motion-enabled version of this golf game. And presumably only for that day. I I have no idea. This well, is unclear. Yeah. Um, in any case, it's all pretty interesting. But apparently you cannot go in and reconfigure the clock to make it think that it's July 11th. Yeah, it seems smarter. It's, it's smarter than that. If it has an internet connection, it knows what day it is. Yeah. Um, cool. Very cool. And Very actually, cool. And like a dope little urban legend that ap- happens to be true. Yes. The most interesting part of this to me, though, is whether or not there are going to be other NES games that are released at some point that feature these sorts of mm-hmm. modifications. Those like special motion control modifications. Like, I, I don't know, maybe like a tennis or something yeah, like that. I'm surprised that hasn't been done before. I'm surprised they didn't do it on the Wii, but yeah. then again, they were selling Wii Sports, which is exactly this. Yeah. Uh, so this More is just less. like Wii Sports, but with retro graphics now. Yeah, love it, which is actually really a niche thing that I never knew I wanted it until you just obviously said it. should just be there. Yeah. But here we go. All right, moving on to Thursday. <laughs> the headline is Doom seems to run pretty well on the Switch. Yeah. About that. 
Oh God, this is such a bummer. Well, it was. It was. Yeah, this was written by Nathan Grayson, and I, you know, reading that, I was like, it depends on what you mean by well. So okay, it's, it's a miracle that it can run at all. It runs. It runs at a 720p, which is the Switch's native resolution when it's undocked. It totally does okay with that in both docked and undocked modes. That's yeah. fine. Uh, the issue here is that it runs at 30 frames a second, mostly solidly. The key to Doom is that it is an exceptionally fast game that runs at 60 frames a second and never drops a frame uh, on the current consoles. It goes much higher, I believe, if you have it on the computer. You can push that thing. Yeah, you can crank it up. Uh, And Doom is all about extremely fast movement, extremely quick response. And that's the sort of game where you really want it to run at 60 frames a second. So it's a pretty big bummer that it runs at 30. Yeah. I would take like 480p and having it run at 60. Yeah, like if it looked like original Doom. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably run fast. What if they just put original Doom? In um it, it would run well. Yeah. I yeah. just yeah, I mean that it's a it's a bummer. It but is. But I think we saw it coming. I it seemed impossible and yeah. it, it turns out And it out turns out it, it was impossible. It basically yeah. is impossible. Cuz is it really Doom if it's running at 30 frames per second? Like I think it will be a good game, and I think that somebody who has not played it elsewhere will play it and say, this is a very good game, because it sounds like it's a pretty solid port, given the limitations, but I think that sometimes the limitations inherent to porting something mean that maybe we shouldn't port it. Yeah. So would you say that you are a frames per second queen? (laughs) <laughs> or maybe we should call it a Hertz Queen. Um, so I, I think that generally speaking, uh, if a game has a poor frame rate, it is extremely distracting for me. Okay. So that said, I like Dark Souls a lot, and Dark Souls has extreme performance issues. Yeah. So as, as did Zelda on the Switch for a while when it first came out. It had and some, I understood the Wii U is also... So I, I had it on the Wii U, and it was a disaster area in a lot mm-hmm. of zones. Uh, it was very bad, but... On the Switch, I found it to be pretty acceptable, and over time, it's gotten much better. That's true. There was a patch early on that made all the difference. Yeah, fixed it a lot. All right, moving on to Friday. Final Fantasy Creator's latest mobile RPG is pretty complex. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Sakaguchi, I believe his name is. Uh, yeah. Um, who created Final Fantasy, did you know, basically ran the whole thing, for the whole show, up through like six or so. Um. The game's called Terra Battle 2. Terra so, Battle. Terra Battle. Earth Battle 2. Earth Battle 2. The second Earth Battle. It's a like little anime game, like puzzle okay. strategy game. Have you ever heard of Terra Battle no. or Terra Battle 2? I have no no idea. Out of curiosity, I downloaded it and I started playing it. Is it amazing? No, it's not. It's not my thing. <laughs> Essentially, you are this given... Is, is this the initial one or, or the sequel? This is the sequel. Okay. I started playing the sequel. It's free? It's free. Um... And you understand why quickly. Uh, you essentially are moving around like a battle space. I'm not even really sure how to describe this game. It's like a weird hybrid of like a turn-based tactics game and like a bejeweled or something like that. Interesting. So you essentially have this like grid that's, I can't remember how many it is. Maybe it's like is, 10 by is 10 that or what, something. Um, what are those games? Uh, puzzle Quest. Is that what Puzzle Quest is like? I've never played puzzle a Puzzle Quest, Quest game. But I think that they are a combination of like dungeon crawler and puzzle game. No, this is not a dungeon crawler. I would not call it that. Mm. This is much more like positionally 
technically oriented and then each character like has spells but essentially your characters are just jewels on a grid and you just need to get the right jewels lined up in order to beat the enemy jewels interesting so um, that sounds cool it's exceptionally easy and it's very flashy and it has a lot of nice like flash and crunch and animation stuff um but man, it is just like you were just like plowing through and it's getting kind of boring. I played the entire first level and it gets really boring until a boss appears and then the boss just smokes you. I had like l- not lost any health up to this point and then he mm-hmm. just killed me. And it was like, if you want to continue. Oh, no. <laughs> and you have to like, you know, buy like these special like oh, things that awful. you can also earn. But it's like they're basically the continue, you know. I don't know what to call them Conti- like tokens tokens or whatever you yeah. call it. yeah um and it's just it's such bullshit yeah and that it was sucks. just it's suddenly like the the fucked up architecture of like the free-to-play just was was visible and i bailed anyway yeah, mike, Fahey, was a good mike Fahey really likes it so okay all right finally saturday okay sonic the hedgehog he's is back. teaming up with hooters <laughs> yes wait what Hooters. I miss this. What's going on? In Japan, Sonic and Hooters are teaming up to promote Sonic and Hooters. It's only uh, in Japan. Japan that, only. <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah. That's Japan only. Okay. I don't know what to make of that. I have no idea how those things could ever be connected, but I love the idea that, you know, the Sonic universe, there was that period where they kept adding characters and it's like Big the Cat and like <laughs> Amy the Pink hedgehog and i just want like the hooters girl Girl. (laughs) Uh, i just want i would think it'd be awesome if all the hooters girls had to wear sonic sneakers oh that'd be rad that would actually be kind of cool and then they also get let them dress however they want uh yeah maybe they wear like clothes yeah they wear clothes but they have to wear sonic sneakers honestly there's got to be sonic sneakers out there right oh i've looked into this oh yeah it's um it's easier to buy sonic slippers yeah, it's um, not really what I'm, I want. Like like Jordans that have the stripes. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I've I've looked into this. That'd it's be great. Not easy to get. Okay. Um, I know. I just brought the mood down. Yeah, you really did. It's kind of a bummer. All right. Well, anyway, that's all I had for the news hour. Um, okay. So we got some extra time. You want to talk about your souls? Hello, Dark Souls, my old friend. Oh. Uh, my Dark Souls is going pretty well. Going pretty well. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what's what's happening. Well, to last you week in the land of, I had made like no progress. Yeah. Um, and then I just sat down and plowed through some of the Dark Souls, killed some bosses, killed a Lord of Cinder, went to Anor Orlando. I guess that's where I killed a Lord of Cinder. It all kind of blends together. Yeah, it is kind of blending at this point. Yeah. It, it honestly, I've been through a lot of kind of unmemorable Dark Souls where I just sort of fought a bunch of stuff and yeah then there were two dragons uh oh the two dragons on the bridge yep and then i got out a crossbow and i just shot them with that until they both died except i, that I was just shooting it's kind one of, of poorly them. designed it I feels was not really stupid the frame rate is also just tanking Tanks. in that yes, area they cannot handle two dragons <laughs> no and even now can, that they're dead their dragon corpses just cause it to <laughs> chug can we talk about the dragons in the background though the ones that are flying through the, the air ethereal that, ones the ones that look like like just fucking like a nervous system yeah that's they're like, really cool it, there's some like the best creature design yeah it's astounding creature design I, so i haven't had to fight those yet i i went onto the bridge there's like a dragon armor man yeah you have to i kill went him. in there once he killed me 
I got almost killed him and then he killed me and, yeah. and then I haven't had a chance to play it since then. Okay. Um yeah, it's it's still Dark Souls. Yeah, I think aesthetically like this section this is Lothric Castle. This is very reminiscent of me to Dark Souls 2. Oh, really? I yeah. aesthetically really like it. I don't dislike it, but it feels sort of I don't know. I already have been in a castle environment in this yeah. Dark Souls, and I'm not excited to be there right now. It doesn't feel as fresh or as pleasantly chilly, which is very appealing to me right now, as the um, if only Irithyll the above the Aboreal Valley. Yeah, that was a beautiful section. Because it, and it was just like a nice chilly place. Yes. to imagine yourself being totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dark Souls. Well, I mean, so do you have anything else that you want to say about Dark Souls? Where have you been? I've been further than that. Um, I got past the guy on the bridge, and after that, there's this sort of interesting, large library-like structure. Mm. Um, I passed through there. I mean, honestly, like nothing's giving me too much trouble. I'm just sort of crushing things. So, I'm not 100% sure where I'm supposed to be going at any given time. It's sort um, of Or I wasn't, and then... Okay, I'm going to be frank. I got a lot further than you. It seems like it. Yeah, I got pretty far. Um, have you finished Dark Souls? No, but I'm on. The, I'm at the point where I think like I might be about to. Really? So I've paused. It's not too far from what I believe to be the end, but I don't know. Still no Onion Knight. One thing that I wanted to say though, this is something that really hadn't occurred to me until um, until just this play session, was that I was at this section where I had to fight these three human-sized characters. Right, so they're all just like human dudes, just dudes. But they're not—they're not like other players. Mm. Someone invading my world. They're just like dudes. Um, and I think that like there's this. We all know that whenever you see somebody who's your own size in this game and is not a monster, you know to be afraid. Yeah, oftentimes they can really mess you up. Yeah, and it wasn't really until this time that I realized why a they could mess you up so easily on on average, and b why they also freaked me out. And it's because with any other monster, they have maybe like three moves. And those are telegraphed very clearly. These like computer-controlled human opponents um, have much larger move sets and are much more... Hmm. They seem like much less predictable as a result. And so whenever I see them off in the distance, I always get like very uncomfortable and like very nervous. That's awesome. And it's, it's like, it's a wonderful tactic, but it really is. It's like the sudden uncertainty of like dealing with a, with a human presence as opposed to a monstrous presence that only has like three or four attack patterns and you, you're going to nail it down and you're going to get, cause you know how to handle them. Yeah, precisely. Um, just something that occurred to me only just now and it's sort of an obvious thing looking back on it mm. but um yeah yeah I, I it's funny that you say that you're marching through it um i don't know if i need to grind or what there's an area that's uh full of toxic gas or something oh is it like down in a garden yeah garden? i i looked at that and just kind of walked away because i don't really know how to hack it in there because it'll kill me yeah i explored down there after i went this Do is another thing where tool? you can go up or you can go down I didn't have a tool. I just like there was a sort of a trick to bypassing oh, okay. a section of it. I guess I can go. You back create down. a shortcut at a certain point. Gotcha. But I would go up across the bridge yeah. and up rather. I think that's. I I don't know what the intended path is, but it seems like that's the path of least resistance, which is often the intended path. Yes. Yeah. I, I and feel there's like also a lot of like leveling you can do up that way. Okay. I feel as though I'm kind of getting. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm doing the same amount of damage to things that I was. 
and I can't tell if it's that I need to level more or what, but I suddenly yeah. feel like the difficulty is sort of spiked in a weird way where it, I'm not necessarily enjoying it because the enemies look like enemies I've killed a million times before, but so it's I'm, all blending. Yeah, I'm just kind of dying yeah. sometimes, and just, I'm just, I just don't feel like I got that. Like, yeah, I'm just crushing. Are the you dark still? Souls. Are you still using the ice sword? No, I'm using the dark sword. I've been just sticking with the ice sword, and it's done done me well. I mean, so I have both, uh, and they're both leveled. Generally speaking, the dark sword does more damage, mm. uh, and it's not based on having to like hit them three times for that yeah. burst of damage. It just does damage. So it's pretty nice. Yeah, I maxed I, out my my ice sword. I think they're both roughly equivalent, honestly. Yeah, and they're both they have similar move sets. So maybe I'll switch back. Maybe I'll stick with this. Yeah, I mean, also just I did not realize that I could burn my bone shards. Oh, and that increased my Estus flask. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure that all of our listeners are dying to know more about our journeys in Dark Souls. <laughs> this is this is always the one that we get all the emails about. Everybody wants to they know, about, know dark about Dark Souls. Dark, dark, dark Souls. Dork Souls. Dork Souls. Oh my god, it's so fucking hot in here. It is so hot in it here, dude. It is so uncomfortably I hot. I am just sweating. I know. All right, well, do you want to take a this. break? Let's, let's take a break. Stand in front of a fan. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to come back and talk about more video games. Hey, Matt. It's hot outside, but you know where it's real cool? In a freezer? Yes. In a... In Alaska? Yes. Um... In the Wampa's Cave? Yeah. Yeah. These are all cool places, but the coolest place is ZeroStars.co. That's <laughs> C-O. Uh, this is a website d- dedicated to video games and literally nothing else. Uh, so if you like video games, you should come and read all of our cool content. It's true. that There's actually like pretty much nothing else on there that other than video game stuff. It's just video game stuff. It's just video game stuff. We have a manifesto that you can read. It's shorter than most manifestos. That's true. And so if it's you... It's an acronym even. Is it? No, but we tried to make it one. Yeah, that would have been so much cooler. Yeah. Uh, either you way. You could create a mnemonic device to remember it if you wanted to. If you were really desperate and you didn't have friends. Yeah. But honestly, if you want to go to zerostars.co, if you are interested in anything that we're talking about on here, if we talk about a game and you're like, I want to know more about that game, we probably have a review of it on zerostars.co. You can read what we think in a longer form, and then you can write us about that. If you want. Check it out. All right, Matt. Uh, So I think I'm going to talk about what I've been playing first here, just because it's going to be a little shorter than what you've been playing, I think. All right. So... I have been playing more Destiny, uh, as I alluded to earlier. Uh, Destiny 2. I do not think Destiny 2 is all that great. I continue to play it sometimes, but it really does kind of feel like a chore. The I'm, I'm getting to situations where now I am able to do strikes, uh, which are a separate type of like team-based story-ish mission, uh, which you play with three other people or maybe three people total there were two other guys in the one that i played earlier today and you kind of march through a level and kill dudes and it feels like destiny which is to say that doors open and there are dudes there and you shoot them are the dudes fun to shoot yes still or are they just the same dudes over and over they are just the same dudes they are a lot of the same dudes and the there's just something really um the environments are all very large because they're meant to be inhabited by so many people and mm-hmm. so many enemies. 
And what that really ends up creating is a lot of situations where the room's really big and all the enemies are kind of small and now there are three of you in there. You're not really communicating. And I'm sure it's kind is of a there, different there's experience. There's no communication whatsoever. Well, there could be, but like I don't want to put on a headset and they don't have headsets on. How do you know that they don't have headsets Because it doesn't show them talking to me. Man. So, like, okay. What is the point of playing? I know that we've discussed this before, but if there's no method of communication, well, how is, can like, you play tactically? So you're not playing tactically. I guess okay. I guess here, here's what I'm getting at. I'm not playing it tactically, and I don't feel like I need to because we definitely get through it. Mm-hmm. So the door's open. There's a bunch of enemies in it. They don't seem very smart. We all just are shooting them. Eventually they die. There's always a big boss. This is how all of the scenarios are. You walk around and you shoot dudes. You go into different rooms. Each room has an increasingly large number of enemies. Eventually, you get to a room with a big thing. And then the big thing has a lot of health. And you whittle it down. And you just shoot at it. Are there puzzles? Because my understanding is that the raids have puzzles. So the raids are supposed to have puzzles. These parts do not have puzzles. Unless we count, I grabbed a ball and jumped across the level and put the ball into a socket to be a puzzle. I think that's basketball. Uh, It... It's exactly like basketball. I mean, I understand the puzzles and the raids are purposefully um, like opaque and not fun, but at least that they try and include environmental puzzles of some sort. Yeah, I'll, I'm sure I'll get to it, and I will try to do the raid. I, I'll have to find people I can talk to to do that. Yeah, but there is an element too of like by the time I get to the raid, because I have not been particularly fast, I assume the people I'm playing with will have done it, so there won't be any like, how do we do this thing? It'll yeah. just be somebody going, all right, now's the part where Over we do here. this. And they're going to just be running. And then I'll be like, I'm slow. And then they'll be like, hey, catch up. Catch up. What are you doing? So, like, I don't understand how this is a fun thing. Do people just play? The, do, do, I mean, if you're really into raids, you, your incentive is obviously to get to that raid as fast as you possibly can. Because that's the only way to experience it fresh. Well, yes. And then also there's the element where the gear, you, you would then run the raid repeatedly because it gives you raid gear. Okay. And it does not give you all the gear out of the gate. Ah. So you have to do it multiple times, I believe, to earn all of the potential raid gear. I hate gear. so much. I... It's one of those things that I feel like I needed to experience because it is so unbelievably popular. But the more that I play it, the more I just kind of wonder at its popularity. And I suppose that if I was in a situation where I had $60 and I needed to have a game that would last me essentially forever, this would do that because it is built to just have you do things again and again and kind of never end and sort of be this nonlinear just journey into killing. Yeah. But man, is it just kind of not that great? <laughs> Nonlinear journey into killing well, is also not a bad but, subtitle for any video game. <laughs> but that's what it is. It's yeah. just like I you just kind of are walking around in these big environments, and unless you're in a mission, and sometimes when you're in the missions that take place in the larger environments, like other stuff's happening. Yeah. And so you're kind of walking through, and you're like, "Oh, there's some guys," and you pop them, and then you'll like walk past that area turn around and it will be repopulated and like that makes sense because there need to be just enemies ambiently to be killed yeah but it's kind of not fun to just oh i just walked past this room killed all the guys in it it was not a challenge turned around they're all there again yeah this is like depressing me it right now just even talking about and the austerity of like the 
there's something about the visuals that's very cool in the menus and stuff and yeah. that it's all sort of I, I don't know baroque or something it's kind of ornate yeah it's like ornate oh, i really i liked a lot of the the menu stuff that so I, saw. I like it too it's kind of ornate and austere at the same time it's this mm-hmm. weird mix of like helvetica and the middle ages yes yeah uh except that then over time i like resent it because it just seems like it's so there's like a coldness to this game and a sort of treadmill like just like matter of factness yeah it has none of the kind of weird heart that the early halo games had it has none of the heart that good games have yeah it it's, seems it like is, a product it is it is a pro if if ever anything was a product this game yeah. is a product which is so that's cool interesting i mean on the other end of the spectrum though things are not necessarily always great in the indie scene obviously i mean to talk about absolver for a second oh what that, a pivot yeah that game from slow clap that we talked about last time it's a kind of a brawler um i hate when you do that i hate it so much i'm kidding it's all right i don't know um, i like it <laughs> uh anyway slow clap the team from france six people or so that made this game absolver uh i just don't like this game i really don't like this game I how far are you into this game um i have not beaten it yet I'm going to beat it, and I'm just going to pound out a review. Why are you beating it? Just so you can review it? Just so I can review it, because That's I want to say something about it. the best way to finish And things. I just want to review it so I can talk about God Hand. Yes. Um, and it's just like, it's not it's not God Hand, and that's a disappointment, but it's also just like not a great game. And as much fun as the PvP can occasionally be, like, it's so stupidly easy. The game itself. The game itself. The single-player campaign is so stupidly easy, and the only time I die is when they give me groups. And groups are not fun to fight. When is that because groups. you don't know how to fight them? There's some um, Batman sort of style mechanics in this, like in the Arkham games, where you sort of leap around and you can continue your combo against multiple people. Uh huh. But there's none of that self-regulation that God Hand has, where you don't get attacked from behind unless you're playing particularly well. So you're just getting hit from every side. At I'm all getting times. hit from every side at all but times. But is that something that you could prevent? If, I mean, if you had greater knowledge or skill, I've been I've been fooling around with different stances to try and figure out if I can switch quickly between different stances to take guys down. I can't figure out a way that that is more skillfully done. Like eventually, I get it. Like I'll I'll kill them because I just work hard enough at it. But like, it's it's more about attrition. It feels like than skill. Mm. Um, so it's yeah, not a I great feeling. No, it's not a great feeling. I really don't like it. It really pisses me <laughs> off. Uh, frankly it's like it's just like crowd control is not fun in that game and if there is a way that you're managing that you're supposed to be doing it it's never taught me that or provided me the tools to do it so it's just it's just irritating i really don't like it i I, I kind of it's really soured me on that game overall um is that really the source of the like all the difficulty then is just that they're ramping up the number of enemies you're fighting at any given time yeah and then they do this thing in boss battles where You'll be fighting the boss, and you get health every time you kill somebody, which is a cool, neat little mechanic. So they give you the boss, but then they throw other dudes at you so that you can continue this, to rebuild your health. I mean, this is basically every single boss in uh, Destiny as well. It's just a large thing, and then small A bunch things. of small ones that are there to give you the ammo that you need in order to continue yep. the, the larger boss fight. And that's how this works, too. And, like, they're easy to take down because they'll be, like, you just, they're, they don't take two hits or something like that. And then you get the health burst. But it's not fun, you know? It's not, like, in Batman, the kinetic way that, like, you 
can carry combos over from one guy to another in Batman just like feels good because it's magnetic. This never feels magnetic. Well, I think that's part of like what this game is though, right? Is yeah, that this game exactly. is very slow and methodical, so it's never going to have that that uh, but it doesn't have a slow and methodical system for handling groups. There's like, no crowd control. Yeah, I wonder. Tool. Um, and if there is, I'm, maybe I missed it, and I could just totally be off base. But like, I put a decent amount of time into this game, and there's lots of crowds, and they have yet to be like, you know, try. Here's a this cool stance. sweep kick. Yeah, like, and I use a sweep kick often, but I, you know, not a full, you know, all the way around. In any case, I don't know. Absolver, I feel bad because it's a small team. And like I know that they're probably very aware of a lot of the issues with the game. And I'm sure that the game can only get better as they continue to patch. And There's a lot that's good about that game. But if it's not fun, that's a real problem. Yeah. Um, so so anyway, I did want to talk about another game. Oh, can I, can I talk about something really quick? Yeah, you talk. What did you want to talk about? I'm going to talk I'm about sorry. The Witness, uh, which is a game that came out about two years ago. Um, on was it two years ago? Yeah, it came out two years ago on the oh, PlayStation. It was January, January 2016. Yeah, on the PS4. Uh, it was then later ported to the Xbox One, and then it is now, as of last week, on iOS on the iPad and iPhone. I had played this game on uh the Xbox, and I think it's one of the best games ever like i think it is for me a top five video game this is developed by jonathan blow who previously created braid right yep so this is a game it is a puzzle game you wander around a mysterious island and there are puzzles all over and those puzzles take the form of these television screens that have patterns on them and basically they're just mazes and you draw the maze with like a cursor and there's different rules that govern what constitutes a successful solution for each of the puzzles. That's it. It's a very simple concept, but in practice, it becomes increasingly complex over time. So this game uh, actually seems like a very good match for uh, phones and iPads and other touchscreen platforms. I Because <sighs> the puzzles themselves involve you tracing a dot across a maze and that seems like a fun thing to do with your finger it and indeed would. it is a fun thing to do with your finger matt you have reservations why yeah no i first of all because i have a very hard time tracing things on a phone with my finger and maybe it's because my fingers are too fat to really do this but i i find the the um like i played it on the playstation so i played it with a dualshock 4 and I found that to be perfect, especially because especially you're also moving around an island. You spend a lot of time just walking in that game. Oh, Matt, you've hit on the actual problem here. Yeah. So you would have no problem tracing these mazes with your finger. Really? I can Does it get real big? Like it just takes up the entire screen? Yeah, it's just, it just zooms in on it. Okay, because like in the, in the PlayStation version, it doesn't fully zoom in it just it, i mean you get it just like, like a, focuses it focuses but it doesn't fully zoom yeah, in. yeah i guarantee you you would enjoy solving these puzzles with your finger okay that part is not an issue the problem is that moving around is done by clicking on a spot and then your character walks there oh that's miserable this game is played from the first person that's actually not that bad if the game didn't require you occasionally to stand in specific spots so that the perspective lined up yeah. to create some of the puzzles. And so it becomes infuriating. Like I was playing this game on an airplane 
because I was excited that I could play one of my favorite games on the go and I was flying somewhere. So I thought, okay, I'm going to whip out the witness. This is nuts. I'm going to play this game on this plane. Whip out the witness. Yep. Uh, Whipping out the witness. I did so. And very quickly, I realized this is insufferable because you just end up in situations where you cannot get your guy to stand where he yeah. needs to stand a lot of it's environmental i mean you as you pointed out you spend a lot of time solving puzzles on what are essentially just monitors monitors and screens around the island but a lot of it's also environmental so there is an element to this game which i'm hesitant to reveal because the moment that i revealed it is one of my favorite things that's ever the happened moment to that me. you rec- or that you saw that I yeah that, that, that you the, start the moment I revealed it I revealed the issue, uh, the moment that I discovered came upon this element of the you game came upon it I came upon it, that moment for me was one of my favorite things that's ever happened in a game where suddenly you just say like what is this game it is well, so much larger it's a, than I thought. yeah it's a moment where you're like huh that looks hmm and then the whole thing just blows and apart then, yeah and then your mind explodes yes and it is incredible and it involves being in very specific spots yeah and so and when it also is one of those things that impacts how you see things around you yes. when you're out in the actual world when you have put the witness when you have put it back in your pocket it is the tetris when you close yes. your eyes effect of just like suddenly these blocks are everywhere yeah, you uh, start seeing things you can trace with your finger everywhere. Yes, and this game would be very well suited to these devices. The control mechanism they have decided on. I do not think that like joysticks being printed on a touchscreen is ever a good idea, but actually playing this game, maybe they should have done something like that because yeah, what they say. decided on is not a good solution, and it bums me out. Jonathan Blow himself oversee... This was made board. by... Yeah, so it was made by the, the company, same team. Thekla, it wasn't, it wasn't like ported by a different... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's too bad. So, anyways, you should play The Witness. I would recommend not playing it on an iPhone, particularly. It might be slightly better on an iPad, but by all means, find something that has a controller and just play it on that. Because it's also on the PC and I, the Mac as well, I believe. So, you okay. probably have something that can play it. Yeah. Uh, pretty much anyone will at this point. So, you've been playing something else. Yeah. Um. Actually, talk about mobile games. Uh, this would be a game that I think would be fantastic on mobile devices. I played it on my Mac. Um, I stumbled across it because people were talking about it on Twitter. And uh, I saw a screenshot of it. It's a visual novel, and I saw a screenshot of one of the characters. And I was like, that character is wearing a really awesome tracksuit. I love a tracksuit. <laughs> and I was like, I want to know more about I this I love game. a good tracksuit. Um, the game is called Butterfly Soup. Okay. And it's made uh, by one woman, Brianna Lee. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, not Brianna Wu. Brianna Lee. Lee, yeah. L-E-I. Uh, Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-N-A. Okay. L-E-I. Cool. I just want to double check my spelling on that. Yep, I got it right. Nailed it. <laughs> um, this is a game about uh, f- a group of four girls who uh, play baseball. Okay. I was sort of drawn to this because you and I had had a conversation with a few other people not too long before about why it is that women play uh, softball and men play baseball. Like, and we, we came down and it's just that it's just sexism. It's just pure sexism. Especially because like there's all, I mean, all, all sorts of irony. One of the things that this game actually addresses is the fact that one of the characters is like, why don't you play softball? And she's like, I'm too small. My hand can't fit around a softball. Yeah, it's so silly. It is 
Yeah, it's it's absurd um, in many ways. But in any case, um, so it's a game about four girls. All of them are actually of Asian descent. They're in high school. Um, and they are playing, yeah, they're playing baseball. And more importantly than playing baseball, they're also falling in love. Nice. <laughs> you know, you know, with each other or, you know, with, you know, just in general. They're just, like, they're, they're just they're, experiencing. They're kids in high school. They're kids in high school. And it is. It's like one of the like most sweetly written games and like funny and and so this is a this is a game where you're just pick it's like a choose your own adventure. It's, it's, that's even that might be too much <laughs> to give it okay. too much credit in that because you don't really do anything that drastically changes the interesting course of the narrative at any point. Occasionally you'll make decisions. It is just mostly just like a lot of reading in the form of visual novel. Okay, like this is the purest form of the visual novel that I I've wish ever this seen. was on a phone I wish it were on a phone too I at the same time was happy to sit in front of my Mac for four hours and play this game its user interface is super simple you are literally just reading dialogue occasionally there will be some third person text I don't really even want to like get into it too much because it is such a wonderful experience but like I just I was, I was smiling like the entire time I was playing it like and that's not to say that it doesn't deal with um, the, the natural sort of struggles of high school as well but it is largely like a game about friendship and about like first love oh that sounds great and it it just it's so well written the characters are like just developed enough in all in their own way the dialogue is fantastic it's just like it's endlessly goofy they talk like high schoolers like they talk like they talk like well frankly they talk the way that most of us still talk yeah. You know, when we are comfortable, when we are, when we are feel, when we're allowed to feel young and like chill and normal, like relaxed, and when we're with our friends, right? And it's man, it is so nice. It is so refreshing. It was one of like, it was one of the best, like not just gaming experiences, but one of the best narrative experiences I've had in ages. Really, especially considering that's how an much, incredible how statement much about video games. Dour like bullshit. I feel like we're assaulted with like having seen that movie Mother, the Darren Aronofsky film. That, that terrible, terrible movie. Terrible movie. Like an inc- an incredibly like a, a, a stupid movie that does not earn its conceit. It offends whatsoever. me so deeply. Yeah, and this game's conceit is relatively straightforward, but it is it is handled with such like grace, humor, and and affection for its characters. I feel like. There's a lot of, especially in, in novels, you often have writers who just really don't seem to even like their characters. They want to put them through the ringer. And you certainly see that in video games a lot. Um, the Tomb, Tomb Raider. Ra- I was going to say Tomb come Raider. To mind. I've always found something sort of like, not even low-key insidious, just like outright insidious about the glee that those games take in murdering the player. Yeah, that um, I, I agree. And the, and the player character, Lara Croft, I, I find... You know that, and this is just like this. Is, this game is such an antidote to that. It is like it's such an antidote to reality, while at the same time reflecting reality, mm. which is something that I think. You know, I just I cannot wait to write a review of this. I, I have like, I already have like copious notes, and I know I'm gonna have to cut it most of it because it's just like samples of dialogue that like made me laugh. But it's four hours. It's it's four hours. It's it's wonderful. You can save at any point save your game and just like start it's just up a again. Book. It's just a book. That's yeah. Terrific. It's a short, it's a short novel. It's like, I'd be hesitant to call it. I, I've been grappling with this. I'm not sure if it's YA exactly, but I think it's basically YA. If you consider like 
Fuck genres. Fuck YA. It's probably an easy way to describe it, but like it is for. It is a book about youths that youths might enjoy, but that does not negate the ability of anyone else to enjoy it. Yeah, it is, man. It is. It is wonderful. It's just a wonderful experience. I hope everyone checks it out. It's actually free. Here's the other thing. Oh, it's fucking free. come on now. I paid, Where'd you I get paid it? for it. It's um, it's on her itch.io. So okay. if you search for Brianna Lee, that's again, that's B-R-I-A-N-N-A capital L-E-I and search for her itch, itch.io. So just, I mean, are you familiar with, with itch.io? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, it's just it's basically just a platform that people can put games up on. Okay. Um, it's also you just find it on Twitter. People are talking about it. If you search for butterfly soup, like it's just pay for it. Please pay for it because like I can't wait to see what she's doing next. I mean, the other thing is that she's pretty young. She's in her like early twenties. Great. And she's studying. I think she's studying game design. Awesome. So I, I just excited. can't wait to see more work from her i want to check out her previous work uh and i could not recommend this to more people and anybody can play this anybody can play this there's nothing there's no like convoluted systems there's nothing complicated it is just reading a book if you can click a mouse and read you can play this game and you should play this game i look forward to playing it awesome do you have anything else that's it for me. Cool. Uh, well, this is the part of the show where we generally talk about our favorite piece of non-game media oh, yeah. that we experienced in the last week. So I've got one. Um, you might be familiar with a band called Van Halen. Is that Weezer? Yep. That's them. No, they're, uh, I don't know, Van Halen. They're a band. Eddie Van Halen is in them. He plays the guitar. His is brother. Oh, okay plays the drums and more recently his son plays the bass but long before all of that in the 70s they were a band with a different guy on the bass <laughs> um wait shouldn't they be call- calling themselves the van halens because there's more than one van halen um so the weird part about this is that david lee roth the singer whose name is not van halen said Tim roth nope no relation okay. strangely but said that they should call themselves van halen which is something that i do not fully understand because philip roth no oh my god if only they were the same person <laughs> tim roth philip roth and david lee roth and all just all the roths uh they have a different all right i'm sorry roth. i keep interrupting you but it was it was david lee roth's idea he was like to you call, know roth doesn't quite work we should call his band van halen like actually apparently yeah. that is the case all right. he's also only in the band because he had a pa system but is awesome <laughs> Uh, and is very fond of samurai swords and high kicks, which you can see uh, if you watch the thing that is my favorite thing this week, which is the official Dance the Night Away video. Dance the Night Away is a song off of Van Halen 2. You probably know it. It has the chorus. It's like, dance, dance, dance the night away. See, I have another song that I think is not this song stuck in my head now. Okay. Because this one is more like light rock FM. I mean, this is like what's kind of neat about this is that it's all vocal harmonies and it's not super metal or anything. It's Maybe just, it is it's the just same a song. really awesome pop song. Yeah. Hey, and can I've... we go off mic for a second so I can sing it to you? Okay. We're, we're in private now. You can do it. Take a chance. You're old enough to dance so yeah, was is that the one that we're talking about? That is the one okay, we're talking all about. Right, all oh right, my all god! Right, yeah. So yeah, I think 
I love that song. It's off of Van Halen 2, which is a great record overall. But that song in particular is just a really great pop song. And I'd never seen the video, which I just saw. And that video is a wonderful and exuberant expression of just how fun it is to be in a rock band and how good of a rock band Van Halen is. And David Lee Roth does high kicks, swings a sword or a ribbon dancer thing around, and at one point forces the rest of the band to like wear old-timey suits and do... (laughs) choreographed dance routines which he is the only person who is able to do them (laughs) no one else is capable what what made you watch this um well i was i was on a journey with my friends where i was watching hair metal videos with them and because i I like a lot of dumb hair metal yeah uh and then made that pretty clear yeah and then uh we watched this which I just love this song, and it's this song is not hair metal. I would I would not yeah. say it is at all. No, I, after I remembered, yeah, after it, I it's really it not. It's just a pop song, and it's just cool. It's a cool pop song, particularly when you consider that from the musical perspective, it is just three people making all the noise you're hearing. Yeah, and a lot of them are pretty neat, like like weird, like oh keyboardy things being played on the guitar and stuff. So it's really pleasant. Cool, can't recommend it enough. But watch the video because it's super dumb. Yeah, and tons of fun. Matt, what do you like? Um, so, as you know, um, that shitty movie Mother has a currently has an F cinema score. I hate the movie Mother. I hate it, too. Um, almost as much as I hate PewDiePie, but at least Mother isn't quite as racist. Uh, definitely much more sexist. But any case... Um, For all we know, though, he's going to win that <laughs> race by the end. I uh, That had an F cinema score, which is the score that's given um, based on audience reactions following the opening night reviews um, or opening opening night of the film. And so I decided I was going to watch a, a, another movie that came out recently, another kind of horror movie, um, indie horror movie. This one had a D cinema score. Stepping up in the world. <laughs> yeah. uh, the movie's called It Comes at Night. Hmm. I There were trailers for this. And then it just kind of like came and left. It's... Um, it's interesting. Uh, it's about like this family that's living out in the woods, following some sort of an, an apocalypse, apocalyptic event, some sort of sickness, and uh, they basically kind of like collide with another family. So you have these two families that sort of collide. That's and a pretty good idea loneliness. for a movie. It is, and it's not bad. It is, this is like if you watch this movie just expecting sort of like this weird lucid dream of a short story. It's pretty cool. Um, I liked it. I thought it was well acted. I thought it was well directed. I'm mostly interested, though, in talking about how it was shot, because it was shot really interestingly. One of the most obvious things is that um, most of it's kind of like a standard cinema aspect ratio, but there are certain sections that are shot really wide. Like, I think it might be 4.0 by 1 in some cases, which is really wide. Yeah, incredibly wide. That's like unusual and like it's very interesting and it's kind of a stylistic choice that's taken for these specific moments that's sort of interesting but even more than that this game is kind of shot it's a movie oh okay well here's the thing yeah this movie is kind of shot like a game like the old resident evils with the pre-rendered backgrounds Mm. there are lots of like just where the camera is still and you see the um one of one of the actors will be alone and walking kind of like in it in one direction just like or another. moving through an environment moving through an environment there is one shot that looks do you remember um do you remember resident evil one it's one of the first typewriter rooms that you get it's like underneath the stairs and yes. you walk up the stairs and like there's this shot of the of the stairs where you can kind of see the stairs going down but you're mostly just there's like a painting on the wall yep. um 
there are several shots in this that feel like almost like references weird to that and like this is just it's like consistent like that then there's these other shots that will be outside where you have kind of like a close almost like third person shooter like a resident evil 4 like you're following someone like right over their shoulder and they've got a flashlight while they're walking in the dark the whole thing just like feels very informed by like video game camera techniques interesting yeah so i thought that was kind of cool that is pretty cool i will say that in the early parts of mother before i really started to hate it i thought it was the best silent hill ever (laughs) yes yeah yeah that's very silent hill it's super silent hill oh wow i didn't even think about Uh, that but mother is terrible and you shouldn't see it and it does not it does not live up to that. You should just go play Silent Hill 2. Yeah. Silent Hill 2 is <sighs> very good. That's a great and game. And actually, another game that tackles misogyny, but does it, I think, in a much more interesting way, whether successfully or not. Yeah. Certainly more successful than Darren Aronofsky's Better than attempt. Mother. Yeah. So if you're curious, Silent Hill 2 is better than Mother. <laughs> and on that note... Uh, this has go, been an episode yeah. of Zero Stars. We are going to go put ice everywhere on our bodies ice ice